I am Ryan Osborne, joined by Garrett Geimer, and we welcome you back to The Coaches Show on 90.1 KBPK. We've got softball interviews, we've got championship basketball interviews. Let's get right to it, coming up right here on The Coaches Show. We are being joined by Dallas Garcia, and Dallas, when you take a look at this year for Fullerton, you know, behind the broadcast, we always talk about pitching being the most crucial aspect of softball. If you don't have good pitching that you can rely on, you're going to get nowhere. Plain and simple, yourself, also Allie as well, you turned into a dynamic duo. What has been the success marker for you guys so far? Pushing each other for sure, holding each other accountable, and just like um, hyping each other up. It's really like a team. So if one is down, then we need to hold each other accountable to, for the other one to be up. No, it does, and especially when you look at uh, historically, at least in the Orange Empire Conference, you see those teams that get OEC championships, they've always got at least two pitchers that they can go to. When you take a look at so far with your season, has there been a specific pitch that has really helped you out? Oh, for sure. My screwball. <laughs> My screwball has really been um, awesome. When you talk about a screwball, it's something that you don't really see too much in the game of softball lately. Everyone wants to go to a rise or maybe to the draw pitch to, as a get-out pitch. The screwball is not something that you really hear about. How do you get into a screwball being something that can really help you out? Um, a lot of practice. Um, I knew that I couldn't rely on so much as my rise. Um, so I had to um, kind of practice a little bit more um, on getting the girls to just like pop up and everything because my rise is so, yeah. so when you look at your ERA so far, spectacular, very sick. Uh, one thing that myself, Mark Pavlovich, who's also part of the coaching show, we always talk about if someone can have a sub 2.5 ERA in the game of softball, they're having a great season. Was there anything at the beginning of the year that really kind of told you, you know what, this is going to be a special year for me? Um, I try not to focus so much on stats because if I focus on stats, it's gonna end up doing worse um, so I just try to keep the ball um, where they can pop it up or um, just get a like ground ball so the stats are not like in my mind running but I know that if I focus on one pitch at a time how would you describe the movement that you get on um, so <laughs> I don't know it has like this rotation and then once it um, goes, it'll go more inside. So, and I just know it because usually when the batters are batting, it'll um, what's called jam their hands. So that's what I know. Like it's it's been. When you get a right-handed hitter that you know that you're able to go on the inside too, is it any sort of a confidence boost if you're able to get that screwball to go right in on the handle early on in game? Oh, for sure, because I know that um, I'm. Um, their timing is way off if I'm jamming them. And that um, I can get them on the inside without no hesitation. The other day we were able to see you guys against Santiago Canyon, who historically has been pretty good in terms of hitting. Hitting and running has been their specialty the last 10 years. You guys were able to pretty much slow down their entire offense. What was the key to success there? Oh, all the girls, all the girls cheering. It's really um, a team effort. So um, if you're inside the dugout, you're always talking, you're always um, communicating with the defense and telling, um, as a pitcher, 
I see where the batters and I communicate with um, Ali on what I see and then the other pitcher, Olivia. Um, we'll talk, we'll all talk in group um, and just discuss like hey they're aggressive or um, they're not aggressive, they're not swinging at the first pitch. And yeah, it's a, it's a group effort. You mentioned that group effort. How close is the pitching staff for Fullerton in terms of trying to get yourselves to success and keep building each other up? Um, we're very close. <laughs> we're very close. Um, we're always like pushing each other, saying, here, look, um, say if we mess up on a pitch, we'll always say, hey, maybe try this or do that. Or you're just take a breath, visualize the pitch, and you're good. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate you joining us here on the show. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Here with Allison Puentes of the Fullerton College Hornets softball team. Allison, as a freshman coming in from Day, what's the change like coming into a college program? Um, the change coming into a college program would honestly be the mentality and the practices. It's obviously going to be a bit rougher than high school practices, and it's not as chill as high school was. But I really like how they put a lot of, not a lot of pressure on us, but they did motivate us to do more and be better than who we were in high school. So I think that was a really good thing. Uh, and um, for competition-wise, going from a consistently good modern day program to now a, you know, turning the team around in a way, they were sub, they were around 500 last year, the Hornets were, but this year they've come out with a more freshman-heavy roster and just rallied off a, a lot of wins through this first wave of the conference. How has your experience been with the competition in the OEC conference so far? So far, competition has been a lot harder than high school was. Um, I remember high school being like just me getting through and not really trying my hardest and I would be fine with just giving like 50%, but here I get to give 110% and it's really more of like a fight between myself and who I was yesterday. And, you know, pushing yourself to do better in a way you just said. Uh, Dallas Garcia, you guys, do you guys feed off each other because you guys are such low ERA pitchers, so dominant on the in the circle. How do you guys, what's the connection like between you two? Um, our connection is pretty good with each other. I'd say we do feed each other, feed, uh, feed off of each other. And we do help motivate each other to be better. So through the first wave of conference, you guys are 4-1 and one and absolutely dominating against a, a Golden West team that has scored the most points in the conference. How would you rate your, your performance as a team on just how to handle uh, tougher opponents such as the wrestlers? Um, I'd say our performance in that game was pretty good. Our hitting was on, our pitching was definitely on, um, and our defense was also on. So I think like when we all come together and just do us and work on what we can do well, um, I think we can like do pretty well. Through the first wave, 4-1 once again, is that Cypress game circled on the calendar? You guys came out, scored 2-0, and then it just kind of slipped away a little bit from there, but you still stayed in the game keeping it within four runs, but it ended up slipping away. Is that a revenge game in a way? Like, are you guys looking forward to taking down the top team? We are looking forward to taking down the top team. I think we can do it. I think for the next few games, we definitely can do it. Um, as a team, what is some maybe improvement that you guys 
can like work on from that game to now the second meeting and so on throughout the season? What's something that you guys have kind of found out that hey, this is this is how we can beat these better teams now? I think as long as we work on our communication and our hitting, that it'll definitely be better in the next few games because in that game it was um, not a lot of communication, what I felt in the circle. So as long as we can get the infielders and outfielders talking more and like get everyone more confident and good with each other, I think it'll be all good. For your preparation of a game when you pitch, what is the mindset when you first start out to start the game? When I first step on the mound, um, I have like a little superstition I do. I like swipe the mound four times and I do the sign of the cross. So, and then after that, I just like tell myself, I'm just like, yes, you can, you can do it. Like giving myself like confidence boosters. Like um, even if I can't do it, I don't think that out there. I'm just like, my defense has got, got my back and I can do it. Like I for sure can do it. What's your go-to in a tight situation? Um, I'd say my go-to would be either a screwball, curve, or backdoor screw or curve. So you're confident with a, a number of your pitches, yes. huh? What do you look for as a pitcher? Are you more punch the zone, strike out, or do you like to let your defense kind of gobble up those ground balls, those pop-outs and stuff like that? I'm a mix of both, so I like to get ahead in the count first, like first pitch strike, and then work away from the zone, you know, get them kind of swinging. And if I get them swinging, then great, that's a strikeout for me. But if they do happen to hit the ball, then I hope for like my defense to just easy routine ground balls and pop flies. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I've been talking to Allison Fuentes of the Fullerton College Hornets softball team. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So, for your preparation of a game when you pitch, what is the mindset when you first start out to start the game? When I first step on the mound, um, I have like a little superstition I do. I like swipe the mound four times and I do the sign of the cross. So, and then after that, I just like tell myself, I'm just like, yes, you can, you can do it. Like giving myself like confidence boosters. Like um, even if I can't do it, I don't think that out there. I'm just like, my defense has got my back and I can do it. Like I for sure can do it. Yeah, what's your most dominant, what's your go-to in a tight situation? Um, I'd say my go-to would be either a screwball, curve, or backdoor screw or curve. So you're confident with a, a number of your pitches, yes. huh? What do you look for as a pitcher? Are you more punch the zone, strike out, or do you like to let your defense kind of gobble up those ground balls, those pop-outs and stuff like that? I'm a mix of both, so I like to get ahead in the count first, like first pitch strike, and then work away from the zone, you know, get a kind of swinging. And if I get them swinging, then great, that's a strikeout for me. But if they do happen to hit the ball, then I hope for like my defense to just easy routine ground balls and pop flies. All right, well, I've been talking to Allison Fuentes of the Fullerton College Hornets softball team. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're here talking with Coach Schmidt. And Coach, you know, you and I have talked for a while about this Fullerton College program, how it's grown over the years. When you take a look at the last just 10 years of Fullerton College softball, how would you look back and look at just the pure successes you guys have had? You know, it's a, I think it starts at the top, and I think we have honestly one of the greatest coaching staffs, and I think Myself and Coach Crystal have just built bringing in um, some good staff, uh, good recruiters, good people that are huge. And so I think um, it's helped foster our kids and our athletes um, knowing that they can trust us, 
knowing that they can rely on us, we're here for them. And I think that's what's uh, how the program is really developing. You mentioned them working hard for the coaching staff. Just looking at this season alone, it looks like you guys are off to one of the best starts in recent memory in terms of just the regular season before conference. Now you start to get into conference play. What are the goals that you're looking for just in these first opening few games of conference play? Yeah, God, this rain has been horrible, so <laughs> we only have a couple of games under our belt in conference, but um, our expectations are these kids work so hard. I think they're, they're very driven. They know, you know, we're all about energy, creating energy, creating that team camaraderie, that chemistry. And I think uh, our last game against uh, uh, Santiago Canyon could have gone either way, but I think we brought the energy the whole game. These girls were in it. And I always tell these kids, you know, we have a target back. Yeah, once they start getting ranked, then you're up there and people start talking. You know, we had a great fall, um, beat some D1s and D2s. So we knew coming into spring that we were meeting a pretty, a pretty good ball club. So it's just keeping the kids united. Um, you know, knowing we have a roster size of 20, 22 now, a couple injuries, so we're at 22, that's a huge roster for the softball program, so, you know, just to keep them engaged the whole time, to be ready to come into play when you're, you're called upon, you know, we have kids that started last year that aren't starting this year, so it's a big, it's a huge dynamic, but, you know, I think one of the things myself and Coach Crystal do well is today we actually during practice pull some of the kids out We just have the one-on-ones with them to let them know how, they, how important they are to this program, how important they are to the, our success, so that everyone feels, you know, everyone has a job. Coach, you know, you and I have talked a lot here at Fullerton College. Well, I've been here on the Coaches Show, I've been off the Coaches Show as well. I also want to congratulate you and your family on, you know, your daughter going on to a Division One program, getting some playing time over there, having the opportunity to go out, and you always talk about it, the family aspect here at Fullerton allows for those student-athletes to go and get the opportunities that Yes, you know, uh, what a blessing to be honest to say that my daughter had no intentions of playing and she was thinking I'll see the Carlton and uh, they have an honorable season and, you know, they're looking for their scrapbook for athletes and, you know, she's, she's gotten there. I'll be honest, uh, she, had, she was prepared to play for a full-time college with Gabe under Gabriel Martinez and his wonderful water bowl program. So, um, I think she had the experience stepping in right away. It was pretty easy for her and I'm sorry. And now she's going to be a starter and working lots of fun time. So I'm super proud of her and just for the academics that led it. So that was not her intentions, but you know, sometimes they say, hey, you may have one dream and something else happens, and that's what happens. And so she's been very, very blessed. Congratulations again, Coach. So we appreciate you joining us here on the show. Thank you. We are now here with the head coach of the Fullerton College Hornets, Coach Crystal. And Coach, you know, when you look at this program, and just Southern California overall. Usually we're not used to seeing rainouts, cancellations, especially this late in the year. But how has your team been able to kind of respond to having to deal with something that's out of your control? You know, it's funny you say that. You know, you can look at it as the good or the bad. And I was telling the girls earlier, you know what? We were blessed with clear skies today. We have sun out. And it's an opportunity for us to get better. And that's all we can do stay focused on the end results and this is just part of the process and you know what sometimes in life things get along our pathway and we have to go around them we don't expect to and we're kind of facing that right now you know coach as long as you and i have talked here whether it be on the show or off the show you've always mentioned talking to your student athletes and telling them if uh if obstacles head your way you have to figure out a way to like you mentioned get around them get through them to the best of your ability as much as possible when you take a look at this staff and at your overall roster, how have they responded so far in the early going when you do have these kinds of bumps in the road? Well, 
I can't say enough about my staff. I think um, Coach Speedy and myself have um, done a great job building around us. You know, really, you're nothing without your staff, and um, we're completely bought into who we are as coaches. Um, as you know, many of our coaches are, are past players as well. Um, we've also brought in somebody new that we've been coaching with outside for the last 10 years, you know, and you know, bringing in a wealth of knowledge of people that uh, approach these young ladies the same way we do. Um, as far as our girls, I, I can speak volumes about them. Um, this year's group is wonderful. Um, they have great attitudes. Um, definitely out there working at least a couple hours before practice. So, you know, any opportunity that they get, they come out here and they try and get their hats in. And that's the best that we can do, whether that's sending each other videos uh, on the weekends. But um, I think together with the staff and our team, um, we, we have the right head on our shoulders right now. When you mentioned helping them get through it, does it give you that sense of pride, not just in a program overall, but also you personally to see the student athletes who get that success and then maybe move on to be on to your coaching staff? Um, what, sorry, say that again? When you take a look at your student athletes, you coach them, Correct. try and get them to realize, hey, you know, even if you have your pitfalls, you'll be able to work through it, and then they do. Is it a sense of pride for you personally to be able to see them do well, not only on the field and moving on, but if they become a part of your coaching staff as well? Honestly, really, it's a transition where it makes it feel like it's like a, a mother-daughter. You know, there's a, a proudness, a sense of accomplishment there. And, of course, we already built that relationship in here. But now when they're on the other side of the fence with us, you know, and now we're talking strategy and now I'm using comparisons and athletes and I'm like, hey, kid, this kid reminds me of you. How did I approach you with this? Maybe take this type of angle. And they make me so proud, day in and day out. I mean, the level of commitment, they, it's not like there's a ton of money for our assistant coaches, um, but their level of commitment and their pride for what's across their chest, and it speaks volume. So uh, I'm, I'm just super proud of all of our alumni. Well, Coach, we look forward to how the rest of the season plays out. We'll make sure to come back out here before your season ends. Thanks much. Thank you very much. So once again, I'm Ryan Osborne, joined by Garrett Geimer. And Garrett, you take a look at this softball team. You were talking about it off the air. Their record so far looks pretty good. Yeah, 10 and three overall, four and one so far in conference. They've had a little hiccup with the weather, rain out, but on a little two, three game winning streak, they're doing pretty nice so far. So we'll see whether or not they're able to get those rest of the games in later on in the back half of conference play, just like you hear, you heard from our coaching staff a few moments ago. But Let's go to a sport that didn't really have to have a rain out. It's a championship edition of Coach's Show interviews coming up right here. Let's take it to the gym as we talk to Perry Webster and his staff after a championship game on Sunday. This is Garrett Geimer alongside Kobe Newton of the Fullerton College basketball team. Kobe, congratulations once again, man. How does it feel to be a state champion? It feels amazing. Uh, it's definitely a feeling I've never felt before, um, you know. They say that you kind of feel on top of the world at those those type of moments, and that's that's a very good comparison on how I felt at that moment, um, especially when that buzzer went off. You know, it was just kind of everything just came out, all the emotions came pouring out, um, and it, it felt amazing. It felt amazing. And you know, number one seed most of the year, mm -hmm. you guys competed against some of these teams earlier in the year. How does that in the in the some of the teams you played in the tournament earlier in the year? Mm -hmm. How does that? Um, help you guys for to you know see him again maybe and is there anything you pick up from that it just it just you know it it makes it makes you ready for those moments you know you know you're going to be playing those top tier teams in that elite eight and and i mean literally 
in the Elite Eight. I think we played everybody that was in it except for Citrus and San Jose City. If I'm if, if I'm correct, we had played everybody who was in it, and um, you know that's the true definition of being battle tested and road tested. And you know that's I feel like that's the most important thing when you're going into March and you're going into something you're trying to win it all. You know you have to be battle tested. You have to be tested all year. And then we were. And we played everybody. We played all the best teams in the state. And, and you know we slipped up once, but you know we learned from it and we ended up, we ended up great. Um, let me talk about that state championship game against San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So you guys hopped out, you know, at halftime you guys had a sizable lead. Mm -hmm. um, towards, the, towards the second half, towards the end, it kind of, you know, San Francisco started to rattle off a few threes. They started to get within six, I believe. Yeah, maybe they got even three. three. Yeah. Yep. Uh, how were you guys able to, you know, just put the foot down one last time and just, you know, break away? I think that's just a reflection of, of great leadership um, all the way from obviously Perry, you know, down to, to, to us, the players. Um, we had a lot of veteran guys this year, guys who have been in those late game situations and, and have been a part of teams where, and, and that's, that's basketball. Basketball is a game of runs, especially when you're playing a good team, a good program like City of San Francisco, they're going to make runs. Um, I think they shot like one for 11 from three or something like that in the first half. So they're going to make shots. Of course, they're going to start to make shots. And um, I think just, us having guards who, who, like I said, have been there, you know, not necessarily in the state tournament, but, you know, have been there, have experience, you know, against that pressure. Um, I think that that was just everything for us. Um, and our togetherness, you know, the willingness to stay together and not crumble and fumble when, when things are starting to go wrong. You know, we all just told each other, hey, you know, we got this, just keep pushing, let's get a stop, let's get a rebound, let's get a great shot. And, you know, I just think that that is a true testament of the culture that Perry has put in foundation here at Fullerton. Um, you talk about uh, they started making shots. You were making shots in that last game. A little bit. A little bit of slump uh, the last couple days before. How does it feel to have one of your better performances all season in that most crucial game? I mean, obviously, you know, it, it feels great, but, you know, it, it's not about that. It was just about, you know, I was taking this out like I was forcing anything. I was taking the same shots that, you know, you've seen me take all year. And, and, and you know, through that slump that I did have, I had a little bit of a two, three game kind of stretch where I was struggling. Um, you know, coach was just, he's, he's, he has so much confidence in me, so it's hard not to have confidence in myself to keep taking those shots and the trust that he put in me to continue to take those shots because he knows I work at it and he knows how much work I put into it. So, you know, to see it finally go down, obviously, and on a stage like that, in a game like that, is definitely a great feeling. But I know that at the end of the day, it's just the work that I put in. And, you know, on the biggest moments, that's when your work either shows up or it disappears. So I'm just glad that it showed up that day. Um, and the team is pretty deep, like, on the bench as well. You guys had guys coming in scoring double digits. Absolutely. Um, RJ Banks, he mm -hmm. took away the, you know, the who's the... MVP of the tournament, right? Uh, it was that was Shaquille Bender. Oh, Shaquille, my fault. Yeah, Shaq. But but RJ is a huge part of our yeah. team. I mean, you talked about the guys off the bench, RJ Banks, you know, Javon Jones, Michael Lefebvre, those you know, those three guys specifically, and and obviously you know one through twelve, you know, most of those guys, all those guys are starters on ninety percent of the other teams in, in the state. But you know, their buy-in to to what we needed from them and and what the program needed for them is just. It's unreal, and, and it's just it just goes to show. Like I said, I'm gonna keep going back to the culture that Perry has built. You know, it's it's all in or nothing. You know, you either gotta buy into the team or you know, kind of gotta find somewhere else to be. Uh, do you feel like the rehab that you had, but also as a team last year, kind of helped you guys? You know, okay, 
we want to come out even better this, you know, this year and ended up winning the championship. Do you feel like that was a factor in this year? Um, yeah, of course. You know, we felt like we left them a little bit of meat on the bone last year, losing to Citrus in that third round game. Um, and, you know, I had said it in my interview also in the state championship. I mean, it was like the next week we were back in the gym, you know, running, getting shots up, lifting weights. You know, and, and it's definitely a little bit of an extra motivation, a motivational factor that goes into it. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to discipline and how disciplined are you to continue to work at it and continue to get better every day. And, you know, just for us, it was just about having that. And, you know, when things go bad, not getting too down and when things get high, you know, not getting too high, kind of staying neutral. And you talk about that, man, it's like two, three days and you guys are already back in here working. Mm -hmm. That's testament to the culture i mean you see it behind me guys you know guys that are gonna be here next year are already on the gun getting up shots so it's just sure, you know sure. it's part of the culture um at the end you had the ball last and you right at the end the clock's ticking down i saw that emotion kind of break out mm -hmm. how was that feeling like with your teammates and just that moment take me through that it's it's really hard to put into words you know it's kind of, I've always, like, we've been talking and it's like, you know, I've only seen this type of stuff in movies and stuff like that and on TV and it's, it's like, we did it, you know, as a team and, you know, especially when you're so close to the guys that you're going to war with and, you know, they actually become like, like your brothers, you know, like, you, you, you go, you go through so much with them over a course of the season, you go through so many emotional highs, emotional lows and, to win that, to finally win it all, and you know, to have talked about it all year since, like I said, last March, and to finally win it all, it's just like, like I said, you just finally let all those emotions loose, and it's just, it's, it's one of those feelings that's hard to describe, but it's one of the greatest feelings I've ever felt. Awesome, congrats again. Thank you for, you know, taking your time. Again, this is Garrett Geimer with 91, 90.1 KBPK, Kobe Newton. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but it's now at five state championships for Fullerton College when we talk about basketball. And the man standing next to me, well, he owns a couple of those state titles. But I'm going to go back to our last conversation that you and I had, where you said to me, when I said, Perry, if you don't win, how's it going to feel? And you said, Mark, it's the journey. Well, you won it. So tell me, is that philosophy still standing with you? It feels great to win. Um, you try to you try to remain day to day while you're in the season, and and try not to think too much outward, outwardly about what it all is and what it all means to you. Um, so that was that was the real answer because you're really trying to do that, um, and and I try to keep my kind of emotions at a level place, especially during the season, um, because if I was up and down too much, I, you know my team would be up and down too much. So um, it's how I try to approach it. Um, there's obviously a, a, a part of that that is, is hard to live up to, um, but um, I'm just so happy and proud of, of our guys and, and, and happy for Fullerton College. And um, This was a special group of players, special group of kids. Um, my COVID babies, a lot of them, came out of, came out of COVID with them. And um, I'm just so proud of, of the way they really stuck together and came together. And um, you know, that schedule that we played and, and what and what we did is special and it, and it should be remembered as such for a long time. You know, when you listen to everybody else, be it Ryan Osborne, who's behind the camera, or our broadcast partner, Corey Nalen, they had you picked to win the whole thing. I mean, they saw you and they said, best team around there. 
So you walk in the playoffs against everybody in California that in their minds are as good as you. How do you motivate a team? Because they've heard from everybody. You're the best. Nobody can touch you. You know, you're going to walk away with this championship. Well, first off, if anybody was trusting what Ryan and Corey were saying and not knowing that those guys are homers, um, that'd be a problem. So first that. Uh, secondly, we're not really thinking about what opponents are, are thinking about or what they're doing. We're really trying to focus on on us and, and, and what we can control. And that's where the, the, the discussion about who we are daily, like we, we try to be up for, you know, the game on November 17th. That's a home game against a lesser opponent. Like we, we want to be up for everything and kind of have the same level of intensity and, and attention for everything so that when we get in those moments, um, regional finals, state finals, we feel comfortable being at a high level. Where some teams have to elevate when they get there because they hadn't been there all year. Uh, I felt like we've, we've been elevated all year. We didn't know anything different. So uh, when the competition elevated and the, and, the, and the atmosphere elevated, my guys were right at home. You know, you've got the T-shirt on, back-to-back OEC championships. You end up winning, and on the women's side, Orange Coast College, along with Cyprus, who were there, they dominated. I picked OCC to win the women's when I saw them play against Cyprus. So what's it say about the OEC that you win the men and OCC wins the women? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a premier conference in in almost all sports, you know, Um, so it's... It's something we've done before and on the men's side. I, I believe we've had some women's champions in the past in the OEC and um, obviously coach coach over there has done a good job and she's only there for a few she's only been there for a few years so um, for her to be able to get there that quickly and in that situation is hard. So, you know, kudos to her and uh, you know, this is a great conference to be a part of. I've, I've been in it as a player, I've been in it as an assistant coach, I've been in it as a head coach. I, I've always enjoyed it. It's always been a highly regarded, you know, spot to be in and um, yeah, good job for her, and, and but I won't really give OCC too much love. Go Hornets. <laughs> so they get a little love from Perry. Before I do let you go, though, as a player, as a coach, and years past, community college basketball used to have a following by fans. So I'm going to ask you, somebody who loves the sport so much, what do community colleges need to do to bring people back in to places like the Hornet Nest here to watch very talented student athletes play the game of basketball. Well, I think that this year, especially late in the season, we had great uh, community support. We had two two playoff games that were sold out. We had the stands filled. It was loud in here. Um, so, so we appreciated that support. Now we made an effort as an athletic department, as a campus, to get those fans out here. Um, we reached out through email and through some marketing and through some different things. and. And that was a positive experience, and, and I think just more of that, more, more of us making sure that people know, and, and you know, we're playing a pretty high-level basketball, like you said, and um, I think we're fun to watch because we play together. I think our kids care about each other. There's no, there's no selfishness, so, um, you know, this year we had Bill Morris, who's a member of the 1961 um, uh, state championship team, was at all our games, away, you know, home, at all of them, up at the state tournament. So, um, Kerry Dodd, Nick Fiscardo, Jerry Padilla. We got our homers. We got our guys that come around, and we just need to keep bringing in some younger people to come in and, and, and support these kids and, and be a part of it. But um, I'm happy about where the program is at and the following that we have and, and the people you know who, who know what we're doing and are, and are proud of what we're doing. Uh, we just want to keep, de- uh, keep elevating. You know, as long as I'm here, we're going to keep elevating. 
So a little shout out to your players too before you walk away because I know you had so much love for this team, not only as just basketball players, but as student athletes. And where are their futures? Where do you see them going? How well do you think, I think nine of them that I looked at can play at the next level? Well, I think you lowballed that. Uh, there's there's thir- there's 13 guys on the roster. I think all 13 can play at another level. Now, some are freshmen and will need to come back, um, but eventually all of them will be playing at a four-year level somewhere. Um, this year's team has been has been really special. Uh, their work ethic, their character, their toughness, their leadership. Uh, Sean Newman, R.J. Banks, Kobe Newton, uh, great leaders. Um, um, Corey Joseph, great leader. Javon Jones. Um, um, Sammy Holland, you know, these guys, they do the right thing every day and their teammates respect them, their peers respect them, their teachers respect them, they give respect to everybody else. Um, so I just can't say enough about where we're at as a program and how proud I am of, of where we're at in, in all aspects. Staff, players, personalities, culture, character, and to, to also be on top with the state championship, um, it says a lot about what we're doing here. Perry Webster, head coach, back-to-back, multiple championships. If you're looking for that young coach and you want to open up the bank account, give me a call. I'll (laughs) represent him. But if you're not, he's going to be here for a few more years. Perry, congratulations. Great job. Congratulations to the young men and your staff. It was a heck of a season, and I think we'll see you back there again next year. (laughs) No pressure. Here at Fullerton College. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. Perry Webster, head coach of the champions of the state of California, and I'm going to put him up as national champions on community college basketball here on 90.1 KBPK. So once again, we want to thank Perry for joining us here on the Coaches Show. And right now we're talking with Sean Newman. And Sean, very simple started off congratulations on winning that state championship you know we've talked to you before here on the coaches show and we talked to you about what you wanted to establish yourself in terms of being a player at Fullerton College and you said OEC champion state champion you've done exactly that yeah uh, and first of all thank you uh, I really appreciate it um, and like you said uh, we set out goals for ourselves early uh, early early last year and like after, two weeks after our season ended and you know, uh, since then we were just working extremely hard to try and get back uh, to the playoffs and not only uh, make it there and, you know, also get a conference championship and, you know, win a state championship. That was, that was our goals and we, we got it completed. When you take a look at the way that last season ended, a lot of people looked at that team and they said, you know what, this has to be one of the most talented Fullerton College teams with so many unfortunate circumstances when you look at the roster. Now you take a look at this year. As a player for Fullerton and also a player for Perry, does it really give you a little bit more of a sense of pride considering how much you had to go through last year than winning a state championship the next year? Um, no, nah, I wouldn't say any pride, but, you know, it's, I, I feel like it's really humbling to know that, um, like, we went through all the injuries we did last year, and with that, we just used it as motivation to, you know, get come back stronger because we've seen how far we went with all of the injuries and, you know, like you said, the unfortunate circumstances that took place. So it just gave us great confidence in what we could do for the next, following year. When you look at how far you guys did go last year, I mean, you're looking at guys who came into 
training camp, came into the start of the season looking at it more like, okay, I'm going to learn from yourself, learn from guys like Kobe as well, and then all of a sudden they're thrust into those leadership roles, but you guys were there to help support them. How do you encourage guys who weren't initially looking to get that many minutes going into the stretch run as an upperclassman? Um, you just have to motivate guys to be ready, like to just to come in and work hard every day because you never know when your number is going to be called. Like, there's anything that can happen, you know, down the stretch of the year. Injuries happen, like last year. Um, so you just you just have to stay ready. You got to motivate guys and you know let them know what they're capable of doing and how they could you know help the team because just having a a deep team like we did this year. You know, it could lead to winning a, you know, something huge, and you know that's what we did. So I just try to motivate all of my guys to just continue working and, you know, tell them every day that they're capable of being whoever they want to be. When you go back to the start of the season, that San Bernardino Valley game, you end up taking a loss in that one, and then after after that, well, it's just win after win after win. What changed following that matchup? Um, there was a lot that changed. Um, so many, there is, you know, there are some troubles we were having on the team as far as with some of our players and coaches not on the same page at all times. And we were still winning against really good opponents, and that's the crazy part. So I'm so glad we took that loss. It's, it's crazy to say, but I'm glad we took that loss because uh, it really got a lot of guys on the same pages with coach, the culture where, where we've established, and what we wanted to accomplish. I mean, when you mentioned that, it just seemed like the aura of the team was different before that game versus after that game. After that game, it just seemed like you guys were a lot more, hey, we've got business to try and finish up and wrap up here in the state of California. When you go towards the Orange Empire Conference, was there one team specifically that you knew going into conference play was going to be your toughest matchup? Um, I wouldn't say there was one team that we had circled that, well, this is the toughest opponent. Uh, I feel like... We went into every game knowing that it's a game we can lose with the competition of, you know, our conference. And with that being said, we went in there, you know, very confident, yet humble, knowing that we can be beaten. But we, we've always known that we had one of the best teams in the state. And we, we just, you know, just take every game as like the next game, not, not looking at it too big or too, too low. You take a look at that West Hills matchup, you know, myself, Mark Pavlovich, Corey Nalen, we were all watching online trying to keep up with you guys. Watched the first half and it seemed like it was a little bit close and then all of a sudden in a three minute span in that second half you guys pulled away. What was the key to your guys' success so quickly against West Hills? Um, I think just our defense, like we um, held them to 40 points and they only shot 29% from the field so it was definitely our defense. Um, it was, it was just unbelievable and, you know, I guess some guys had some nerves and things of that nature. So once we shook that off and guys just started, you know, playing the, how we've been playing all year, shots started falling and we just continued to get stop after stop. And, get, and I give a lot of credit to my coaches because I have the best coaches in the state and they lay out a great game plan for us to be successful every single time out. And, I want to give them all the credit because, you know, they deserve it. And like I said, I have the greatest coaches, coaching staff in the state. You talk about that coaching staff. We talked to Coach Ooglin a couple weeks ago about the shot selection and how he uses advanced analytics 
to be able to teach you guys. When you came to Fullerton College and you kind of get that first opportunity to see those matchups on a piece of paper laid out for you, does it also help when you get to that postseason play to be able to have that broken down for you? Yes, definitely. Like, like, in, like you said that, like before I got here in high school, I didn't have anything like that. So coming here, it was all new to me, but I really realized like how detailed he was. Everything he said on the scouting report is what the players did. So I, and I've never had anything like that. And, you know, it really gives you an advantage on the floor because you literally know what's to come because he literally lays it out so perfectly and simply for us to understand and, you know, go out there and execute our game plan. Final minute of that state championship game, 53 seconds are on the clock, ball goes out of bounds. We were able to see you guys on the broadcast start to kind of realize, hey, you know what? Yeah. This is starting to happen. What's going through your mind at that time? Just all of the sacrifices I've taken, all the sacrifices we've taken as a team as well, all the hard work we've put in, all the, you know, the not wanting to come and practice, like just everything. And then another thing that really like uh, flashed before my eyes is that I'm never gonna play with these guys again here at Fullerton College. And I'm never gonna play for my coaches here at Fullerton College. And you know, just all of that really flashed before my eyes. And I don't know if you guys were able to see, I started crying uh, more tears of joy than it was just sadness, but it was just a, such a surreal feeling just knowing that all of the sacrifices we've taken paid off without knowing the result. A lot of times when you talk to guys who win a state championship at the community college level, they don't necessarily talk about when they first get to hold the trophy. It's when they get to see their teammate or they get to see that person who is with them in study hall or their coach hold it up. When you saw your teammates being able to hold that trophy up, what was going through your mind? It was just so many guys I was just proud of because I know how far we have come as a team. And it, like it, like I said, like this was something we have written down for a long time. And you you know, you could say it, you could you could win all of these games, but if you don't win when it most when it matters most, like the championship game and things of that nature, it really doesn't mean anything. So it was just so many guys I'm proud of when I when you know we're all celebrating, just looking at all of my guys happy and smiling. Just so many guys I was proud of. Well, congratulations on the state championship. We look forward to seeing that next banner go up. I know that you and the guys were talking about that spacing just behind yeah. us and where that banner is going to go up. Right. So congratulations again and thank you for joining us. Thank you, I appreciate it. So once again, we want to thank Perry Webster and also congratulate him on a state championship, his second in the last three tournament chances. So Garrett, you take a look at Perry Webster, a national championship, a state championship. He now ties Alex Omalev for most championships as a head coach at Fullerton College. Now, before we get out of here, I want to remind everyone that this week's coaches show and all semester long is brought to you by Radcare on campus at Fullerton College. You know, if you yourself need a little bit of help mentally, you want to find that person that you can confide in, find that person who can help you out, just someone to talk to. Maybe it's your friend, maybe it's that loved one, or even a staff member that you know at Fullerton College. You feel, you know what, it'd be really nice if they got a little bit of help in the upcoming days. Midterms are coming up, finals are just down the road. Well, don't be afraid to be able to go to Fullerton College Radcare and get them a little bit more information on what they can do and get a little bit more info on where they can go to find someone that they can talk to on campus. So, for Radcare, 
the Coaches Show, Garrett Geimer, myself, Ryan Osborne. This has been the Coaches Show on 90.1 KBPK.